have you ever heard the country song nothing about love makes sense now can you repeat what kind of a song that was Ah, true you and country music well i'm going to change nothing about the nfl makes sense like i'm to the point now man where i'm ready to say like wholeheartedly i do not remember an nfl season with this much parody ever in my life yeah it's it's but that's what makes it fun every weekend it's like any given sunday anybody can win at any given time Um, and i think i let's just get into this like Okay, hello. Well, hi. Welcome, everyone. We're coming to you early. We're coming to you over a Zoom. I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow, um, going to Denver. Excited to be in Denver. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Um, You know, so uh, coming to you a day early, but definitely wanted to get on. So much happened this weekend. I mean, so much happened this weekend. And, I mean, we have to start with what everyone was dubbing yeah, the game of the year. Um, it, and I have a hot take on this that it really wasn't the game of the year that everyone wants to say it is. It, it was a complete tale of two halves that, you know, one team played well in one half, the other team played well in the other half. Like, I don't feel like it was a well played football game across the board. Yeah. And I, a lot of this is what, what was Allen's injury actually like? You know, what is it really bothering him? Is he struggling with that, you know, elbow arm injury? Um, is it, is he struggling to throw the football like how he normally would? Um, but again, you got to give credit to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I don't know if you watched any of that game, but the Bills basically had the football game won. All they had to do was sneak the ball on the one-yard line. The, the Bills stopped the Vikings on the one-yard line three times to basically win the football game. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We've talked all year about how teams who are one-dimensional become vulnerable in certain situations. Is this an example of that with the Bills? Like, hey, you have a 14 14- point lead then you have the lead kept shrinking their inability to run the football with anyone not named josh allen i think we have to look at here as a huge problem no one besides josh allen had more than 47 yards rushing right and to me that's a big problem um you got to be balanced in today's nfl you got to be able to run the football you got to be able to you know to disguise, you know, have those RPOs with Josh Allen. I think that would be huge um, to be able to mix up the run with the pass. But honestly, Josh, you know, we talk all year also about analytics, right? Yep. In that situation, when you have the ball at the one yard line, okay. In your mind, you have to think that there's an opportunity that if we sneak sneak this ball, someone's going to be punching at the ball. Someone's going to be trying to rip the ball out. Why not just take a safety? Take your safety there and punt it. And punt it. You know, me, yeah, then now all of a sudden a field goal wins you a game um, or loses you a game in that instance. So you kind of – there's good and bad. It's kind of like in the basketball – 
right now college basketball going on. One of the biggest analytics parts of college basketball is the fouling up three, right? Kind of the same instance in football. When you're up by more than three, just taking a safety, you know, with – do you have that much – but, again, Josh Allen on the other side of the football, you know, you saw what happened, what he did with the little amount of time there in the AFC championship game. Now, granted, it didn't pan out for him well, but uh, just – you can look at it both ways, but, again, Josh – I have a hot take. I had a hot take last week. I got a hot take this week. Vikings are the best team in the NFC. Period. Yeah, it, team in the NFC. I think if you look at this, so again, going back to what we said about becoming one-dimensional, right? So they're Buffalo's up twenty-seven ten with basic at the start of the fourth quarter. Then you're up 27-17. You let up a one, an 81-yard rush. Then you go 13 plays, 67 yards. Fourth and two on your seven. Kick the field goal. Right. Like, again, I they're one-dimensional. Fourth and two from the seven. If you're going to go for that at all, Run the but kick the field goal. Yep. You kick the field goal, you win the game. I, I you see so many of this going for it and not panning out in the NFL, and it just like you see the Ravens last year. They, they depended on this analytics stuff, so lost some four football games and kicked them out of the playoffs. I I just don't understand it. Uh, to me, it's like you you honestly have to take the points any opportunity that you can if you have any confidence in your defense whatsoever now if you don't have any confidence in your defense okay but now and i get why minnesota goes for it they're on the goal line like you're down you have to to win the game right but in this case so after that um interception just you felt all the, the next drive three plays negative 5 yards then you have the fumble on the goal line then you had the drive that turned into a field goal. But, like, you look, you had a chance to ice the game. At that point, you would go up 13. I, game's over. But instead, you leave that door open. Um, I still, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to say that the Vikings won this game or if the Cowboys or the Bills lost it. Obviously, there, there's a little bit there. Now, I also still think that the Vikings could lose to absolutely anyone. Yeah, as long as they don't play at noon, right? There's always that. Correct. So, yeah, Kurt Thuggins, or our in our time zone, the noon Kurt Thuggins. Now, here, here's my question here, because obviously there were a lot of takes this weekend. We're going to get into the Eagles. Is this simply like team slip up? It happens. Maybe it all just all seemed to happen in one weekend. I mean, obviously, Bills Vikings could legitimately be, which call me crazy, a Super Bowl matchup. Right. But it seems like, you know, this was that, uh, okay, 
midseason, let your guard down a little. Maybe a good wake-up call for the Bills. That, hey, right. you can't just steamroll through this yeah, like I you agree. thought. Yeah, I, I would agree that if you're a team like the Bills, and if we're going to get into it, but a team like the Eagles, this might be what exactly you need to happen so that you are like, hold up, we're not as good as what we think. Now it's time to go back to the drawing board. How can we improve? Um, because I feel like if you're 8-0 like the Eagles or you're the Buffalo Bills and you're rolling over everybody offensively, you can kind of just get content with what you're doing, and it it, it might not get better. Um, and here's the thing, too, man. They got So they got home with the Browns on Sunday. Then they have quick turnaround and got to fly to Detroit for Thanksgiving. Then the end of their season, Patriot at New England, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots. Like, that's not an easy end of the road there for the Bills. So, hey, it's either going to be put up or shut up time there in Orchard Park. Yep. Um, let's jump to the Eagles. I know okay. it's jumping, but again, jumping from one favorite to um, the other. Right. Again, I, I don't know so much. Like, I am not under any circumstance ready to hit the panic button for Philadelphia. I mean, how could you with only one loss, you know? However, go ahead. I think there's a however for you. However. Yeah. This cannot become the norm. And we had talked all year about the ability of the Eagles to not turn the football over. What did they do on Monday night? Four turnovers. And one, so of, them, one of them, that face mask on Goddard, becomes costly, doesn't get called, turns into a fumble, and now Dallas Goddard out four weeks on the IR because of that. That's that's talk, talk about adding insult to injury on that. Again, NFL officiating has been atrocious the last three weeks, if you ask me. Just absolutely atrocious. Now, this is something that I'm going to go back that you said last week when talking about the Eagles, talking about, okay, what is the recipe for the Eagles to have a first-round exit in the playoffs? You saw it Sunday. Or, sorry, Monday night. You saw it. You saw make them one-dimensional, with which the commanders did. The Eagles only had 94 rushing yards. Okay? Jalen Hurts has a bad game, which he did. You saw them make uncharacteristic penalties. They gave the commanders four first downs off of penalties, including the one that ultimately iced the game. Only 170 passing yards. Taylor Heineke outperformed Jalen Hurts. Right. And so th this was that recipe. You look, 40 minutes of time of possession for the commanders. It was 40-20 on time of possession. Um, it, again, is it panic time? I I no. wouldn't say – I don't think it's panic time. But, again, this is a game that now you look at and you say, 
do the Eagles need that? Do the Eagles have to run into some adversity at some point this season? Which here you go. And you and I had talked too, that if you looked at the Eagles schedule, they weren't going to run the table. And I don't even think that we say that they weren't going to run the table, but I just don't think that um, they are going to blow anybody away. Look at the teams that they beat. We talked about this last week. Look yep. at the team they were beating. They weren't beating. Like, to me, the Vikings' first actual win was Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. There hasn't been a team – the Eagles beat that I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a tough team. And I'm going to tell you right now, Josh, you know, we talk about the Eagles. I got to give, a, you know, some love to the commanders right now. And now the addition of Chase Young. You're getting yep. Chase Young defensively back on a defense that has been one of the top in the NFL in stopping the run. They look – their secondary, who has been kind of questionable at times, looked fantastic on Monday night. Shut down A.J. Brown. AJ Brown was non-existent and honestly in an NFC that is not very impressive right now watch out for the commanders to sneak into that one of those wild card spots well and here's the thing so all it takes for the commanders is a slip up by the 49ers now and here's the crazy thing too with all of this and with so with the Packers win on Sunday, you now have 11 teams who are within a game and a half of the playoffs in the NFC. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And again, every single team in the NFC East is above 500. And so I you look at, Again, like you said, defense travels, and the commander's defense is only going to get better. Again, am I worried about the Eagles? No. You had a bad game. Like, again, you would much rather have a bad game middle of November than you would middle of January. So you take this one. You learn from it. You don't become one-dimensional. And I, you have to prioritize the run. All of these teams, the Bills – the Eagles, they have to prioritize finding a run game because NFL defenses are too good to only have to guard against one thing. Right. Um, is, is every day a Saturday now in Indianapolis? I would have to say so. I mean. Now, here's – I sent you that TikTok. Yeah. But I sent you that TikTok, and if you haven't seen – Jeff Saturday's uh, post game with the Colts. Do yourself a favor, go look at it. Um, do do the Colts have something here? I'm I'm not saying that yet. Look who they play. I mean, I, okay, fine. I get that. I get that. But we all talked about how much of a clown hire this was. How there's nothing there how they don't have anyone to call plays. Right. And then they have their second highest point total of the season. Like I don't know if maybe, again, 
they get to turn around and welcome the Eagles on Sunday. Right. Um, but I just – I think it's fun. Like, I, Jeff Saturday, I mean, good for him. Good for Jeff Saturday. I, I think Jeff Saturday is a good guy. Yeah, I do too. I, you knew they were going to run the football, Josh. Have you not 100%. seen the <laughs> You want to run the ball, Jeff? They're going to run the ball. You know, they're going to run the football. And who do you have to run the football with? One of the best running backs in the NFL. Give them the ball. You know, and the way that the Colts' just entire sideline looked different on Sunday, there was a different vibe. You know, yep. frankly, yeah, you get a young Jeff Saturday on the sideline that is a definitely going to be a player's coach, right? He's got to yep. be a player's coach. And what what happens? All of a sudden, everything switches over, which, by the way, you look at the Colts and, you know, maybe they have something. Maybe, you know, we're not going to count our chickens before they hatch just yet. You know, Saturdays are for the boys. Right now, we're not going to say <laughs> that Saturdays are for the horses, okay? We're going to wait and see what happens on Sunday. Again, the way that the Eagles looked on Monday night, this could be a very – fired up Indianapolis team at home and anything can happen. Again, we talked about the parody of the NFL. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. And one thing too, that like, I just want to throw out there. Okay. Who did Jeff Saturday go to as his quarterback? The old vet. Like, I think there's something to say there that, the previous regime for the Colts, they were panicking. They yeah. knew it wasn't work. So what does Jeff Saturday do? If you look, that was a very slim down playbook. Right. Run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Let Matt Ryan make a few plays. 21 of 28, over 200 yards, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, no turnovers. Like, you that is the recipe for success. Like, yep. this is not rocket science. You have what everyone thought was a clear cut MVP candidate in your backfield. Give them the football, right? Good things happen. So, yep. maybe a more common sense approach might be what the Colts need. Again, not jumping to conclusions, but it was fun to see a team had, but I think that was the biggest thing. They had fun, right? Something we hadn't seen from the Colts um, for a long time. Another thing we hadn't seen was a little fire coming out of number 12 in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And there was some fire in that man on Sunday. It, it's almost like he, he went overseas, you know, kind of got his mind right. And now all of a sudden is TB12 back is this whole divorce issue that he was dealing with. Is it done now? Is he going to be the Tom Brady that we know now to me, there's only one way it could go, but up, I mean, he wasn't playing very good football, but well for Tom Brady, but now I feel like you look like you got it rolling, getting Godwin involved in the offense a little bit more. Um, I just I liked Tampa Bay Sunday morning. By the way, we've said this every time. 
we got to have an 8.30 game every single week. I love it. Absolutely. It's so good. Because you roll right into the new. You get like 30 minutes to get your mind right, set your fantasy lineup, and you're rolling into those noon games. Um, I, I wonder how much of this, too, is are the Bucks maybe getting healthy again? They had right. a bunch of injuries before. But again, maybe getting away from all of the noise. Yeah. Getting away from the idea of, okay, all the pressure that's there. Again, all of this stuff with Tom and Giselle, that's no doubt been a huge distractor. Um, but again, I'm not going to jump to any insane conclusions about the Tampa Bay Bucks because at the end of the day, they're still five and five. Right. Like that, that's where we need to realize. Um, but good win for the Bucks. San Francisco. Like, can, I want to talk about San Francisco. Okay. I like looking at this man, I'm just not sold on them. Well, I am. I'm I sold. Oh, trust me. I know you are. I'm sold on San Francisco, but I'm just waiting. Well, you go ahead and then I'll follow up, but go ahead. Again, Why are so, you San Francisco? I have not seen a single win from them against a. Like, I go to their win against the Rams. You know, if it wasn't for that complete collapse by the Rams in the second half, that's a completely different game. They struggled to beat the Chargers. Struggled to beat the Chargers. I j- Honestly, man, what my worry is, is you've got a lot of weapons but do you have the field generals to put those weapons in their proper place? Yeah. Like I look at it maybe a little bit, okay? Like I look at Devontae and Oakland. I ever talk about, oh, Oakland's going to be so great now. Oh, there's an Oakland. Vegas, whatever, dude. It is late. It is 9-15. Um, <laughs> this is 9-15's late? Yeah. When you have a two-year-old, it is, bud. Oh, okay. Um, like, you just – I don't know. I, I really don't know. Here's, here's what I'm waiting for on San Francisco. I am waiting for them to start bickering with each other because someone's not getting the ball enough. Because now when you add CMC – now all of a sudden you get all these weapons, right? You got all these guys that you all these mouths that you have to feed. Now all of a sudden you got George Kittle, you got CMC, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Jeff Wilson Jr. You got all of or not Jeff Wilson, um, not Jeff Wilson Jr. Um the backup running back, I'll get to his name in a second. But all of these mouths that you have to feed, 
is and at what point do these guys start get, say, hey, you know, g- give me the football. I want the football. And I, I think that having all the weapons is all great, all fine. But at what point do they start going back and forth about giving them the football more? And see, that's where my biggest concern comes in. Like, I just – can you get a team to play – together and I'm just yes they're winning games but I don't feel like this is a team that has gelled yet and again like we talked about last week it is no longer early right it is my biggest thing like you've got to Got, got, got to start playing like a team that that is a Super Bowl contender. Because I look at the NFC, okay? First of all, they're still not even winning their division. Right. And then if I'm going to be honest with you, would I even put them in the top five teams in the NFC right now? I, I don't know. I would. Elijah Mitchell, by the way, who uh, ended up being the leading rusher with 89 yards. McCaffrey only had 38 yards rushing. He's more of the receiving back. Um, Elijah Mitchell coming back from that injury. Um, but I would. I would consider San Francisco in that top tier in the NFC. Uh, maybe not in the Vikings-Eagles but definitely underneath them. I think they're better than Tampa Bay. I think they're better than, you know, the Rams or any of those other – well, the Rams now, they're dead. They're gone. They're finished. You don't have Cooper Cup for the next four weeks, dead, gone. You were already dead before that. But I like San Francisco, Josh, and I'm telling you, I after, you know, the Seahawks lose and now – you know, you win against the uh, Chargers on Sunday night. I don't know, Josh. I like San Francisco to win that division. Yeah, I – again, I think that this division will probably come down to that December 15th game in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Um, Which is what we want, though. Again, correct. Correct. That That is what we want. Um, staying in that division – uh, the Rams. I uh, I think it is safe. Dead. To say yeah. I they're for dead. better or for worse. I they're three and six. They have a negative point differential. I just I think they're. What this proves, man, is how hard it is to win in this league. Yep. Like th- this league is some grown man stuff. Yep. And it's, I mean, you look at some of these teams, 31-14, lost to the Niners, lost to the Bucks, lost to the Cardinals, lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Niners, lost to the Bills. Like, it's just the offensive production has just not been there from an offense that was predicted to be even better this year than it was last year. Right. 
Um, Denver. Are, are we also saying they're dead? I mean, I feel like you have to. I mean, the, the thing, the thing with the Broncos, and we've touched on it seemingly almost weekly, was that Russ was never supposed to be the guy there. Like it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. And I still think you are seeing that the system that Hackett wants to run there is not compatible with just any quarterback. Nope. And that as good as Russ was in Denver or in Seattle, how much of that was because of the weapons that Russ had around him. And now in Denver, he just, I mean, Jerry Judy gets hurt. Jamal Williams gets hurt. The very limited weapons that Russ had, he just doesn't have them anymore. I mean, like if you look at this box from the game in Tennessee, Latavius Murray was their leading rusher with 24 yards. And the killer is they still had a 10-0 lead at one point. So I just the offense isn't there. I mean, unfor- again, love watching Russ play football. I just don't think for Russ it's there. No, and the loss of Jerry Judy now, uh, I Cortland Sutton to me is not gonna be able to handle that offense all by himself. I I just don't think that Russell Wilson is what he was in Seattle anymore. And I think Denver's going to be really disappointed that they gave that guy all of his money. So, which is a bummer because, again, I loved Russell Wilson. Loved Russell Wilson. But I just, I don't see, I just think he's weird. He's just awkward. Um, Yeah, but how much of that is also because of the situations that he gets put into? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're kind of setting them up for a little bit of failure there. Um, speaking of set up for failure, the Bears defense, buddy. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ouch. But yeah, you're true. It's right. You're right. I mean, yeah, just this is what's gonna happen when you trade away all your yes. And and we knew that things like this were possible, right? Um, I, now I'm going to give you my take um, before I let you give yours. Okay. I have a little worry, a little worry, and it might not be uh, valid, but I'm still going to let it know number one my biggest worry uh you just went out and traded for chase claypool he has to get more than two targets on a day period you have to like i I hate to say force the ball to chase claypool but on some levels you have to force the ball to chase claypool i think aside from khalil herbert david montgomery justin fields chase claypool is your biggest offensive weapon and for him to only get two targets yep. on the day is not good enough. My other worry, 
I, I just, I don't know if this Justin Fields production model is sustainable. And, and I get, we'll find out. We will find out. But where my worry comes in is can his body take this sort of punishment week in and week out? Yeah, but at the end of the day that I really like is that he's throwing the football on the move on the money, which is not what we were seeing previously. Yes, but again, we talked about like where he made his money at Ohio State was moving in and out of the pocket. Right. Or those rollout throws. Right, and which what we were waiting for ever since they, you know, got into it. So I, when once we got the new offense going after that like mini bye week we had after we played the commanders, it's really taken off. And one of the things, Josh, that if you haven't noticed that the Bears are doing more of is getting the tight end involved in the offense yep well Cole Komet's your leading wide receiver right he's and again you look at the teams that have that model of like the Chiefs and the Ravens what do they have in in the offense a really good tight end is Cole Komet turning into a really good tight end I don't know but I'll tell you what I love the fact because it reminds me of the old days of the Bears when they had Greg Olson, right? And Greg Olson was just a beast in the goal line situations. He was your guy. Um, I I love Cole Komet. You know, what he does in pass blocking, one of the plays I love the most on Sunday, and they actually took it from the Ravens. The Ravens did it two Monday nights ago where Lamar rolled out and tucked the ball, but the offensive lineman didn't go downfield. And Mark Andrews looked like he was going to block and just went like this, went right around the defender, showed his numbers, wide open touchdown. Bears turn around and they do it on Sunday afternoon. Love that they're taking those plays that work for quarterbacks that are like Justin Fields and incorporating it in the offense. And they're not like Matt Nagy going, well, my op- this is my offense. I'm running my offense. And they're like, hey, it's working for other teams. We got to do what's working. So I love it. Again, I, I've i said it all along. I don't think the Lions are that bad. I really, truly yep. don't. I think that they're getting a lot better than what they were. Um, I, the Bears just don't have a defense. They can't stop anybody. Uh, they're so impressive offensively now, which like – in what world did we ever think that that was what was going to happen? So, yeah, I. All right. So let, let, let me ask you this question. Okay. Hearing you say what you just said mm-hmm. is now because beginning of the year, we said, okay, the top priority for the bears has to be putting weapons around Justin Fields. Yeah. Now with the addition of Claypool, with Komet becoming more involved in the offense still having either Montgomery or Herbert because you're not going to have both. So one of those is now the bears number one priority needing to be putting weapons on the defensive side of the ball. 
Is that now the number one priority? Because if the Bears are going to score 30 points a game, I don't know how much better the offense can get. Right. I, I mean, I honestly don't. I mean, if you're averaging 30 points a game, you're in the top tier NFL offenses. Right. So is now their main concern going to be okay? From where I'm sitting, the number one priority has to be, hey, we have to rebuild this defense. And I, I think they will. I think they're still going to be looking for an offensive line. I really do. I think they're going to need to restructure it. I think you're going to need to look for an offensive line, a couple pieces there just to bolster it, just to make it a little better. I think you're still going to look for weapons. I think it you would be stupid not to entertain the idea of drafting another wide receiver to p- pair with Claypool and Mooney. But honestly, I just – I don't know what other things they would need besides a pass rusher, a linebacker. The secondary is doing fine. Jalen Johnson, man, really struggling, which is concerning. Um, had a great season last year and has really struggled this year. We're hoping that he kind of has a down year, kind of like how Eddie Jackson did, and then kind of pick it back up again. But again, Josh, I'm I'm thrilled as a Bears fan right now. Um, you don't know this, um, but I will be venturing into Soldier Field on December the 4th. Oh, you're going. Um, Crystal's friend, Mackenzie, her husband, Teddy, has, is a Bears season ticket holder. And her uncle, their uncle, did not want to go and sit in the cold. So there were two tickets. So um, Mackenzie asked Crystal if we wanted to go. So Crystal's actually going to go experience a Bears-Packers game. There you go. Um, it's going to be cold. And I'm hoping it's the last time I ever see Rogers play at Soldier Field. <laughs> well, that's uh, awesome, buddy. Yeah, I it, we just and found once that- again, you will be seeing my favorite team more than you are. Correct. Which will change. I'm telling you, I'm getting you to Lambeau. We're going Bears Packers next year. I, if if Rogers is still on the Packers, Josh, you have to promise me, Josh. We will go to Lambeau next year. Bears Packers. We have to. If it's Roger, if you're you've never seen Rogers play against the Bears in person, I've seen him kill the Bears more than you have. Yes. And just you just gotta do it. Got to. It's fantastic atmosphere at Lambo. Right. Okay, but here, like with my work schedule, it like it just it makes it tough. Plus, I already listen, I can only commit like far out to like one thing a year. Okay. And like the one thing that I'm committing to is next year, the champions classic, which is being played tonight um, is being played in Chicago. And so Kentucky, Kansas is in Chicago next year. Oh, so I'm going to that. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Well, good Um, thing you didn't drive down to Indianapolis. Boy. Oh boy. Double overtime clunker and Cal can't coach. What else is new? Um, (laughs) That's for that's for later on. Yeah, that that's for come February when we'll start those rants. Um, all right, m- moving to the Packers. I've used this analogy, and I've actually gotten some laughs out of this. So I am not 
you know, they're like all these like national pundits are like, well, maybe the Packers found something. Is is Christian Watson the the hero that the pack? Shut up, okay. Just all them need to shut up. Here is what Sunday was. Sunday was okay. So like you had this great long term relationship. You broke up. You you go your separate ways. Then you venture back to your hometown, like around the holidays. You meet up with your old fling for one night. You go out to dinner, whatever. And you're like, wow, this used to be really, really nice. That's what Sunday was. Sunday was, oh, wow. The Packers used to win and play in really, really fun football games. That was really, really nice. Right. But there's going to be the reality, whether it's Thursday against the Titans or next or the next Sunday against the Eagles, where we're like, oh, but wait, this is why it didn't work. Yeah. And like, that's all. Like, now listen, I was so thankful for Sunday. I needed it. Like, after the Cats lost to Vandy on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Like, the Packers got down 14, and I'm like, I might just have to suspend myself from ever watching a football game ever again. Then the pack. So like, it was fun. And just like we said with Brady, it was fun to see a little fire with Rodgers. Right. It, it really was. It was so fun to see a little fire there with 12. Um, and Christian Watson played great. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon was fantastic. But, like, it's just – it's one of those things where, you know, you just keep getting hurt in this relationship. You got to just, you know, remember the good times like Rodgers did with McCarthy all weekend and just move on because it's not going to last. Right. You know, you're going to get into a fight again with them, and then you're going to remember why you wanted to break up so bad, just like I want to break up with Aaron Rodgers so bad. So, like, it was fun. It was great. Surprising win. Never in a million years would I have thought that they would have won that football game. Um, but overall, it was fun while it lasted. Here's my take. Mike McCarthy's going to Mike McCarthy. <laughs> that, that also, listen, if you don't think that I enjoyed hanging an L on that dude's head. Like, the just pure idiocracy not to take the points in overtime is just so stupid. Do you not? You coached Aaron Rodgers. You right. know. Do you, you not? <laughs> you know what's going to happen. So why not take the points, put the pressure on the Packers, you have a good defense, then all of a sudden anything can happen. Uh, it's like, Why? bro, Why how many, how many of those was he on the sideline for? It's just it, two of them were against Dallas. And that's, and it, I, <laughs> he's just, I don't I'm understand. And I'm like, I, as soon as they go for it, I said, they're not going to get it. And the Packers are going to win the football game. I was going to text you that. I was like, this, this is honest to God. This is going to end up being a. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, and now, you know, he, we're not dead. We're not dead. And yeah, I'm like, dead. Here's it in my head, and I'm like, here we go. Here's the relax. Here we go again. <laughs> I, 
I just so here here's the fact of the matter, okay? If somehow the Packers win the next two games, I'm just gonna put this in your head, okay? Because I have been nothing but supportive of you mm-hmm. this whole year with the rebuild. Mm-hmm. I am supportive of you all the time. Like I truly am. You are not supportive of me, and that <laughs> is fine. <laughs> if the Packers somehow could beat the Titans and then go into the link and beat the Eagles, the Packers would be six and six going into Soldier Field. And do you for a second think? So at that point, like 500 right now is essentially in the playoffs. You could be looking at a Green Bay Packers team that at six and six is competing for a playoff spot and Aaron Rodgers comes into Soldier Field as a playoff contender. Would you have thought that two weeks ago? No, but... But again. with the way the Eagles played, and, and here's the thing. Again, all things being equal, I still don't think they have a chance to beat the Eagles. But if the Eagles put together another clunker like they just did, are you're telling me that you don't think that the Green Bay Packers could beat? I think that the Packers could beat them. I don't know. I Again... It's not going to. It's going to come crashing down because we'll probably get smoked by Cindy's Titans this weekend. Well, you, you got you you got two days. That's it. Thursday right. night is against Cindy's Titans. Short week. We'll see. Um, but in Lambeau helps. There's no doubt about it. Correct. Uh, but. I definitely think the Packers showed some life on Sunday. I think this gives them a jolt of energy. I think I think you see them rattle off a couple wins here, um, because it's Aaron Rodgers, Josh. You get you know at the end of the day, you might not have receivers to throw the ball to, but at the end of the day, you have Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, Just quick sidebar here for a second. Okay. We uh, I had early bird check in with the points on the Southwest card. Yep, yep, yep. Please tell me how a fifty three is what I get when I oh, do the early bird. Like, I, what is going on? I'm going to tell you that I I always I'm Southwest early bird every time we fly because I'm not worrying about it and I'm not getting stuck in C boarding group with right. and the the chance of us not sitting together would make crystal just not be able to function. So I always do a early bird check-in. I think we got like a 64 and a 65. Now we're flying with Avery. Oh, so even more important. We're going to be able to walk on the plane, like the first people on board because people flying with kids get on after the one through 15, right? The business select. Yes. So, Like, that's all fine and good. It's just frustrating. They're like, hey, pay for this priority boarding. A53 is not priority boarding. Right. So, anyway, sidebar, going back to the Packers. They ran the ball, but did, did you see Aaron yelling at LaFleur? 
Oh yeah. They're, oh, I'm, I'm that got me. Like, I mean, I was sitting there. I'm like, because <laughs> at that point, I'm like, okay, here comes the meltdown. Like, Aaron's right. gonna meltdown. But again, like, I I don't know. And see, this is what X's like manipulative, abusive relationships, which is what Packer fans are in with Aaron Rodgers. Like they keep just doing just enough to keep you hoping that they'll call you back. Like we're, we're hoping that he'll be like, actually, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just, it really is. It's an abusive relationship. And I, I don't know. Like, listen, I'm telling you right now, if they beat the Titans, I'm going to have a really hard time not buying in. And being like, no, we can't beat the Eagles. Hmm. We'll see. We got to win. They they just got the the commanders. If the commanders can go into Lincoln Financial and beat the Eagles, the commanders either. Correct. Correct. Again, but if the commanders can go in, we can go in. And I think that that sets the, could set the Packers up for a very interesting finish. And much like Shakira, I'm going to get arrested for fraud. Um, <laughs> like, all right, like, let's just call myself out. Like, started this segment last week. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I think we have a chance to go perfect. First of all, we lost that Thursday night. Like, let, let's just, that went down the tube Thursday night. And then I just went ahead and went four and nine. Goo. Which, hey, makes it a competition because you went seven and six. Right. So now all of a sudden I'm only four games back. I mean, we we got ourselves a ball game here. Yeah. Um, I, man, that just four and nine, Christian. That's just no good. Now, speaking of no good. We have to bring up what happened last year when we had this guest picker on. Yep. So last year when we had this certain guest picker on, um, they went eight and seven. You went eight and seven and I went 10 and five. So this is not just any, you know, Nate last week, shout out to Mr. Kaufman. Today is his birthday. Shout out Mr. Kaufman. Um, he went five and eight. So I feel like, well, he did better than you. He, that's actually what he said. He said, I did better than Josh. So that's always good. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So now we get to see if this guest picker. Correct. So I, the first thing we have to understand is that you and I are very demonstrative personalities. Do you know what that word means? Um, yesterday was the spellable competition, so I'm going to say, can you use that word in a sentence, please? We have very demonstrative personalities. Uh, language of origin. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so now you can tell me definition. Right. So, like, very <laughs> boisterous. Okay. Very large personalities. I wouldn't know how to spell it. So okay. <laughs> we can sound it out. And again, goes back to your rise evaluation. Probably a 2.5 or lower. Anyways, um, we have Crystal's Colts with us today. 
Crystal's Colt coming to us um, this week. Crystal, first thing that you have to tell uh, everyone here, what is one thing about your dashing attractive husband that we don't know? Keep in mind, this is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast here. So one fact about your husband that I might know, okay, but I feel like there, you know, maybe you know your husband better than me. Um, other than that, I'm going to challenge almost anyone in basic Christian trivia. So what is one fact about your husband that you feel our audience needs to know? <laughs> Probably one of his favorite desserts. At the end of the night, <laughs> he likes to drink a tall glass of cold milk with a couple of starbursts. That's disgusting. Like, that's just absolutely horrible. Josh, have you ever had a creamsicle before? Yes. Okay. So, if you have an orange starburst and you take it and you chew on it and you swallow it and then you take a sip of milk, milk. Milk, milk is spelled M-I-L-K, not M-E-L-K. That would be milk. Milk, baby. (laughs) We are officially just off the rails here. It is nine forty. Yeah, and I didn't think that it was going to be that you like Starburst and milk. Like, what an absolute buffoon. Yeah, you should be absolutely just jailed for that absolutely like anyways uh speaking of getting absolutely jailed uh the packers are going to come back to reality give me cindy's titans over the packers on thursday night um i'm i'm might as well your streak was broken your streak was broken my streak was broken but guess what happened when my streak broke you were right i gotta win so again that's a fair fair way to go about it so i'm going green bay uh again i really like green bay at home i'm not really picking this one just because of the trend that i was trying to have i really do think green bay wins this football game as much as i don't want to i'm going with the titans by the way so christian just informed us of your couple's outing on December 4th. And did he tell you the question that he asked me earlier? No. No, I have not. So Would you like to ask me on your pod? Sure, she wants me to ask this. I said you go to Soldier Field, you're amongst the atmosphere that maybe you can come to the from the dark side of the moon to the light side of the moon. And be a Bears fan with your husband. And that was quickly shot down with the resounding no. Um, but she has said that the Bears are exciting to watch with Justin Fields. And the Colts are boring to watch with Grandpa Ryan. And now you got Jeff any day. And, you know, before you know it, they're going to be calling Omaha and living in the past. So, but. And they still have more wins than the Bears. It's fine. It's all about the future. And also, Crystal, as a shameless plug, if you for some reason decide that you can't go watch my favorite team, um, I would not, you know, there's that. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, Soldier Field is okay. 
Um, as long as you're okay drinking Dr. Pepper and squirt. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Bears, uh, the Falcons this week. In the ATL. In the ATL. Uh, whatever the over is in this game. Probably should take it. You should probably take it. Give me Dobbers. Yep, I'm uh, going with Dobbers. Uh, I think that this is a game that they can, can win. I think this is a game they should win. I think you need to corral Marcus Mariota. Give me Dobbers. Hold on. Hold on. The Hurricane's name is Hurricane Ditka. Ditka. Yeah. Crystal, Bears or Falcons? Like Christian said, yes, the Bears are more exciting to watch with Justin Fields. In fact, I watched last week's game. I watched the Bears more than I watched the Colts. That's also because it was Jeff Saturday. I didn't want to watch a potential embarrassment. And my Nebraska Cornhusker volleyball team was playing as well. So from for what I know and for what it's worth, I feel like a lot of good things are happening. So I am also going with the Bears. No. The ah, Bears. Yeah. Um, it was a Polish sausage lodged in me heart. <laughs> I got to limit my pork intake to 200 grams a day. Um, one thing that I know is you don't poke a bear. And you also might not want to poke Something that circles a wagon. Like, if I'm Cleveland right now, I'm like, you just had to go and do it, Minnesota. You just had to. Uh, the Bills might put up a billion on the Browns. Give me the Bills. Yep. I am going with the Bills on this one. Um, but... Things are about to get interesting in Cleveland because the return of the masseuse, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, is vastly approaching. I'm just interested on how that's going to go on, when, especially when they play away from home. It's going to be kind of be like when the Houston Astros, after the cheating scandal, you know, how they were treated on the road. I think you're going to see that a lot with the uh, the Browns. But I like Buffalo in this game. I think Josh Allen bounces back in a big way. Give me the circles of the wagon. Bills. And now, Christian. Is it time to? Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. Oh, oh, he took an L. Yeah. Time to panic in yeah. Philadelphia. Yes, but in West Philadelphia, born and raised, they're going to demolish the Colts on Sunday. They're going to go down into one of the worst cities in America. It's horrible. It is the most boring, nothing, nap town, just snooze fest. Welcome I think have I told you the story? Center Mall, and we got a Wagner's Grill. Okay, hey, did I tell you the story? So February Presidents Day weekend, 
of 2020. So we are talking like three weeks before the end of the world. Okay. I had to go to Indy for a school safety specialist conference. It was the weekend of the NBA all-star game. Uh So I get down there Sunday night, check into the hotel and I'm like, okay, like I want to go find somewhere that's got the all-star game on, you know, and it was a big emotional one. Like Kobe had just died. So like there was a lot. I walked for like two blocks trying to find a cool spot to watch the game. I couldn't find one. And I'm staying right downtown at the Marriott, not the big J-Dub, but the other Marriott. Right. So I'm right down. There is nothing. Anyone who has the absolute disparity to say that Indianapolis and Chicago should ever be even remotely similar should just go take a flip because Indy is horrible. I would say Indy is good for a chill weekend. Like if you don't really care about doing anything because there's nothing to do. But I, I mean, I'm just trying to go to see how long we can keep going before she just like. Not to mention, you know, this was the, the best city, you know, back when Christian here got to go experience a state championship game and win and stay at the Jub, the J dub Marriott and all the great things that I have heard until now. I like Indy when they host the big 10 tournament <laughs> because there's restaurants and walking distance, unlike the United center where there's not very many restaurants within walking distance, but sports town, Chicago bar none is the best sports town. All right. So Crystal, are you taking your Colts this weekend? I am actually taking them. I feel like the Eagles, you know, last that was a fun game to watch. And uh, they got some stuff to figure out for what I know. And the Colts are, as Jeff Saturday says, they are 1 0 now. And I feel oh, like boy. they play very well. She's buying into this Saturday special over there. I'll stay humble and I'm going to say, yep, my Colts. Saturdays are for the boys. Uh, pro- what I would consider the most intriguing game of the weekend, um, Jets and Pats. This is a, a huge game for both teams. Massive game for both teams. Um, and I just, as weird as it sounds, I got to give the edge to the Jets defense, especially if the Patriots are going to continue to sh- try and shove Mac Jones at us like Mac Jones is just not an NFL quarterback. Give me the New York Jets to go into Foxborough and pull off the upset. I just think there's something about the Jets going to Foxborough. I just I do. I'm taking New England in this football game. Um, I I just I don't know. I just don't think the Jets can win in Foxborough. I don't. So I think Jones has a good game. I think New England's defense limits Zach Wilson. Whoever makes the most mistakes in this football game is going to lose. Whoever makes the most mistakes. Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Is it going to be Mac Jones? To me, I'd rather have Mac Jones than Zach Wilson when it comes to making decisions. So give me the Patriots. I am also choosing the Patriots. The Rams go marching into NOLA. Um, again, 
we talked earlier. Think the Rams are dead. New Orleans, three point home favorites. If you would have said this line like four weeks ago, oh, I would have called you crazy. Right. But not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, sweetheart. Give me the Rams. I'm going New Orleans. The Rams are dead. Everything about them, dead. Cooper Cup, dead. Matt Stafford, dead. The will to play football, dead. The Rams are dead. The Saints go marching in. The Rams go home crying. And Sean McVay considers retiring. Bold. I'm also going with the Saints. But I do want you to know that I have my picks here all picked out before he says this. So the last seem like I've kind of teamed up with him. I have not. I have already made my picks well. It, listen, it's okay. Although I think four and nine might be the worst week ever in the history of LR Weekly. Yeah, I feel like, like it might. Like dunce cap or something. Yeah, I should. Yeah, what? something. That was Josh. Yeah. yeah, I was four and nine last week. Yeah, I was seven and six, which is not good. But when you compare it to four and, <laughs> four and nine, it's not bad. Uh Detroit and the New York football giants. Um, again, like, like you said, I think the lions are a lot better than their record. And dare I say that I don't feel like the giants are as good as their record. I just don't feel like the giants played very well last weekend, but they're still seven and two, right? Like they're still seven and two. And it's still the Lions, so I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the Giants even cover. The Lions are winning three football games in a row. Really? I'm going with the Lions. I think this is the upset of the week. I think the Lions played very well on the road. I think they control the football. I think they stop the run when it comes to Saquon. You know, I'm, I'm going Detroit. All right. Crystal. I got the Giants. Yes. <laughs> uh Carolina Baltimore. I d- just Baltimore. D- d- yeah, Baltimore. I don't really even feel like we need to go through this one. Um Washington and Houston. Th- if I had to pick one, this is probably going to be the game that I take and no, it's not. Nope, it's the, the next, next one. one's coming. I yep. uh, Give me Washington in this one. Yeah, give me the Commanders. They had a fantastic game Monday night. I think, again, you get Chase Young back. This is going to be a fantastic defense down the stretch for the Commanders. Watch for this team to sneak into the playoffs. Give me the Commanders. Plus, you're playing against the Texans. Another exciting game that I got to watch. So, I also picked the Commanders. Now, we are going to take this next game and... Ship, Ship it, it to London. Get uh, on the boat. Get on the plane. My goodness. Get Denver. out of the United States. You can't beat a coach that has never coached college or NFL. He's basically Friday Night Lights, Jeff. Get him out. The Vegas Raiders are a joke. Devontae left the best thing that he would ever have. At the beginning of the year, it was you know the gif of like, I don't even know what the superhero is. The guy Wolverine, and he's holding a picture, and he's crying. Oh yeah, 
You know what I'm talking about? And it was Roger yeah. and it was Devontae. Now it's the other way around. Yeah. Devontae. And I mean, the thing is, like, Devontae has had two straight 100 plus yard games, and it's just not enough. Like, there's not enough there. Um, but he's playing against a Broncos team that's horrible. Either terrible. Yeah. Uh, give me the Raiders. I'm going Broncos here. Uh, I think Russ gets a win at home. Uh, I think the Raiders are just a dumpster fire. And I think that um, Josh McDaniels is going to come home to daddy in New England next year. I think it's a yeah. one and I, I think it's a one and done in Las Vegas. I really, truly do. Um, I think the Colts should feel blessed that they didn't get this just absolute worthless of a coach. Um, I mean, yeah, you ended up firing your coach anyway, but this guy doesn't, I just do not think he knows how to manage a football team. I think he's a very good offensive coordinator, but I don't think he's a head coach. So give me Russell Wilson's Bronx. I also have the Broncos, but I have a question. You know how you see things on Facebook all the time. So I want to know if this is true. Word is that experts told Josh McDaniels, is that his name? Yeah. That he should have went to the Colts. Maybe. I mean, it wouldn't at all surprise me. I, I mean, I think he would rather go to Las Vegas just to live in Las Vegas rather than yeah, yes, Nap, we know. We know. Naptown, USA. But, I mean, really, you would have came into a better situation in Indianapolis than you would Las Vegas. Um, now, do I think Las Vegas has good pieces? Yeah, this is a team that made the playoffs last year. I, I don't know. But I just – I think the Raiders are just a dumpster fire. Um, by the way, we're going to pause real quick. Uh, go – when you're listening to this podcast, go and look at the ending to the Toledo Bowling Green football game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot be beat. Maction at its finest. I do love me some Maction. I, there's nothing better than Maction. Uh, Crystal, who, who did you pick with that? Sorry. I got distracted by the Maction. <laughs> That's okay. I picked the Broncos. Lights, <laughs> camera, Maction. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota, uh, probably a playoff preview here. Um, I don't trust the Cowboys. If you lose to the dumpster fire that is the Green Bay Packers, you lose all credibility for me for at least a week. Give me the skull clapping, hot dish eating, purple pant wearing Minnesotans. School. School. But not so fast, Josh. Hello. What time is this game being played, Josh? Oh, boy. Is it at noon? No. no. Uh-oh. Kirk Thuggins only thugs at noon. So it's are you like saying we might? Slipper. Right and at midnight, <laughs> the timing of it—it's Kurt Thuggins only attacks at noon, but at three twenty-five, America's game of the week, Kurt Thuggins might not thug. Yeah, but what's like, weird is that this game's on CBS. Yeah, well, there's always like an NFC game. Random I, it's on. always weird. It's weird. Um, but. Yeah, America. So it's like America's game of the week on CBS. So you're gonna get Romo Nance. Absolutely, please give me that. 
I would so, love that. But I'm taking Dallas. I think this is not Kurt Thuggins' time. I also have the Cowboys. Yeah, look at that. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, a uh, big win for the Steelers last yep. week. Big win for the Steelers. Uh, but they're not going to be able to slow down the Bengals. Give me Joey B. Yeah, give me the Bengals as well. Uh, I really like the Bengals. I, again, without Jamar Chase, this offense kind of isn't as upbeat as what it was. However, I still like Cincinnati to go into Pittsburgh with and get a win. Ditto, Bengals. Taking us to Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. In SoFi Stadium. Oh, Sunday night. Where I – okay. Chiefs currently have a two-game lead. Chiefs win on Sunday. This division is over. Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, 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 beep. Long live Stacey King. Um, Which I think they do. I mean, going into this, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites. I think that line is very small. Uh, Give me the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I don't think the line's very small if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are slated to come back. If they are slated to come back, then all of a sudden this Chargers offense becomes a little bit more scarier. Um, I'm I'm going Kansas City, but I think the Chargers cover. Crystal? Uh, going with the Chiefs. And finally, Monday night, San Francisco at Arizona. Give me the Niners. Yep, give me the Niners. Uh, Arizona just – Again, big win on Sunday against the Rams. Kind of puts them back in the playoff picture, puts them back in the division hunt. But I think that's quickly ended by the San Francisco 49ers. I'm also going to go with 49ers. Our locks of the week. Um, Again, looking at this, lots. I I feel like there's lots of different options this week. Um, But the one... That is sticking out to me, Christian. Call me crazy. Call me dumb. But I am taking the Tennessee Titans at plus three against the Green Bay Packers. I think this is like the, you know, I think this is like the fourth or fifth week in a row. Whoever's played the Packers has been your lock of the week. Uh, let's see here. Last week for sure. So we go back to, uh, week eight. So week eight, it was the bills week nine. It was the lions week 10. It was the Cowboys week 11. It is the Titans. That is correct. Yeah. Every week is whoever plays the Packers is your lock. Is my lock. Correct. you can't give me any of this joke about oh well whoever you you're just picking the Packers every week because I'm two and one day. I'm two and one on those locks. Yeah, you can't be oh yeah two and one oh. on those locks. Sixty six percent of the time I've been right. Yeah, but I've also caused the Packers to go on a four five game uh, lose streak 
I no, that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the uh, abuse of Aaron Rodgers. Um, for my lock of the week, it's the over in the Bears at Atlanta. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I say no? That? No, whatever. Whoever, whoever wins that one, not the scoreboard guy. Lock it in, baby. <laughs> uh, my lock of the week this week is going to be unfortunate for Crystal. But I really think that uh, the Eagles come out and just torch the Colts. I think they win by more than seven. I think they actually win by two or more touchdowns. Um, I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, my lock's going to be the Bills. Yeah, like, can, the can we – That would be – The third place <laughs> – <laughs> The third place Buffalo Bills. Blech. Who would have thought, right? Crazy. And you Crazy. said at the beginning of the year, they're running away with this. Game. I know. Now, he, here's the thing. They so they still could. They could, but not so fast. Right. Okay. But would any of us be surprised if the next thing you knew, they finished out this season and they were 14 and three or 13 and four? No, it wouldn't. Would surprise. that surprise anyone? No. Because that's what good teams do. And that's parody of the NFL this a thousand percent, absolute a thousand percent. Hey, well, you you enjoy? I will country. Yes, um, it's. I mean, I so I think pretty much everyone listening knows I'm an Avalanche fan. So we're and, going to Denver, and you they're not at home. No, we're going to Denver. The Nuggets are not at home because the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is playing ball arena. We're not going. Oh, we're, we're not going. That's more exciting to me than the Avalanche, the Broncos, and the Nuggets combined. Okay, well, we're not going there. But um, I am going to get to make a pilgrimage to ball arena, you know, at least get to touch – uh, the Ivory Palace that is the home of the Stanley Cup champions. Um, first top golf experience is oh, Thursday during the day. You'll love it. Okay, so excited about that. Uh, I think a trip to Boulder is possibly in the works as well. Um, that to get, yeah, thank you. That's a nice Boulder. <laughs> um, so I we have a packed trip. Uh, really, the whole purpose. Get to meet my nephew for the first time. So that is definitely exciting. But again, like just, I got to get over this. I'm taking a two-year-old on an airplane tomorrow. Um, is, there, know how that goes. is there a two, like, can two-year-olds take Dramamine? Yeah, it's like, I'm just, well, they can, but the problem is like, so children's Benadryl is liquid. Well, you can only take like three ounces of liquid through customs. Oh. And like that just doesn't work. Just put just buy it, it at the airport. Yeah, yeah, we might have to, but yeah. who knows? I'm excited. Uh, it'll be a nice little quick weekend getaway. Then we turn around. We're at Thanksgiving. We go three weeks, and then we're on Christmas break. Yeah. So, like, I mean, time of year, absolutely. And and World Cup starts Sunday. The World Cup starts Sunday, Christian. Soccer takes center stage. That's not even a real sport. It is. That's what I wanted. The whole world 
It is football. the most popular podcast. sport in the whole world. This and is Christian- not a football podcast. <laughs> this is a football podcast. Uh, we don't flop when we're touched with each other's pinky toe. Well, we do if we're uh, Tom Brady, but... Or Taylor Heineke. You got the or, ah, There's that one, too. Yeah. So, hey, from all of us to all of you, have a great week, and we will see you for week 12.